everybody and welcome to wedding photographers unite episode number 86 i'm one of your hosts andy buscemi in good company with the mythical legend himself mr neil urban i'm back baby i'm here <laughs> good to be here and also joined by the chatty kathy of the hudson valley himself mr jimmy ferrara yeah baby good to be here too rock and roll guys <laughs> Good intros. Right. Good intros. <laughs> all right, we're trying. We're trying to make. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we got a bit to talk about today, uh, but before we do that, we will get started with our usual song and dance at the start at the start of the show, and just uh, talk about what we've been up to. Uh, and uh, we we're jumping into this one right off the bat today because we were uh, just doing a little talk before the show. Hey, what are we going to talk about when we started to get in the show? We're like, no, no, we're just recording because we do that all the time. So here we go. This is the uh, Neil, <laughs> what have you been up to lately? And uh, oh, how's it going? Yeah, I, everything is is back to normal. Uh, after last episode, uh, you know, if, if sound, it sounded and I felt like I was at a funk. But by the, by the end of the episode, I realized what my issue was. And it's because I, I just don't have any new gear this year. This is the first year I'm starting off without any new gear. And that's, that's what my issue was. Okay, it was, it was this big mental block. And then once I figured it out, I'm back to normal. I'm feeling good. I'm shooting really good stuff. I'm excited again. So I, I, got, I got my groove back. So uh, I'm really excited. Um, it was kind of cool that you know a lot of people private messaged me and saying about how they were in a funk too. And it was kind of cool to talk talk to each other and talk talk to each other through the problems and and hopefully everybody is good um and remember at, at the end of last episode i had an engagement shoot that night and it was it was funny because i i took one of your uh your suggestions by doing things different and yeah. you know i i left my lights at home you know the i, I left uh my pro photos at home uh-huh. and as soon as we arrived at the at the uh at the shoot the groom was like where where are your studio lights and I completely forgot during our consultation that the guy is like really into photography and and we and when we we're talking during our meeting, you know, he was mentioning the pro photos, what pro photos I have, this and that. And as soon as I arrive in the engagement shoot, I'm, I'm oh, I don't no. have them with me, so I'm like, okay, no more doing things differently. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> I, just do my hey, thing. I told I told you to do ninety percent <laughs> of what you do the same. I know, I know you did, but I just went I, I just went one hundred percent. Oh God! Oh no! And what a terrible luck to have a people oh. be a consult like or have it be like that. Uh, yeah, but you know, we we really didn't have much of a sunset that night during the shoot or wh- or whatever. So everything natural light was was it, it worked. It worked. It got some good stuff. But, uh, but I, ju- I just thought that was really funny about how. No, that's not funny. That that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I feel so bad now. When I said ninety percent, no, no, I said dude, ninety percent the same. You said ten. I I went a hundred. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I'm going man, going all out. But oh. no, I'm. I'm, I'm feeling good, and I'm looking forward to this episode because uh, if, if, I were, if I were to put anything new in my camera bag, it would be one of one of the things that you guys are talking about today. I pretty much have my mind set on, on one camera body, mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd love to see if this episode kind of uh, um, you know, gear, you know, leads me in the, in the other direction or, yeah. or completely away. Like maybe, maybe it says maybe after this episode it'll, it'll uh, 
say, hey, stay stay where you are and keep what you're doing. Yeah. So I have a feeling uh, you're gonna. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I have a feeling you're gonna stay the course on what you're thinking because I pretty much know what you're thinking, and I'm and I think uh, you're gonna stay that course. But let's we'll see when we get there. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, this is probably the last time uh, the listeners are going to hear my voice today. Um, <laughs> no, because the thing is, is we are going to talk about the Sony cameras today, but the thing is, is you know how this podcast goes. Like, we start getting oh, into all these different topics, and Jimmy's going to start talking about some nonsense, and then we're going to be totally <laughs> off topic on Sony cameras, so I wouldn't necessarily Absolutely. say that. <laughs> okay, Spe- take it away, guys. Speaking of, of Jimmy Ferrara, Jimmy Ferrara, what's going on, yes. man? How are you doing? Wow. I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. It, I'm like a little kid with this camera. It came in uh, soon after we did the last podcast. We we all talked a little off air. And then uh, I already had a battery charge and I've been playing with it nonstop. And um, like I'm, I'm out at the bar with it. Um, I'm annoying everyone I know <laughs> with it. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I know it pretty well now. I, I'm now at the point, I even learned a, a couple new things this past week and after the wedding I shot with it. Uh, and I love it. Well, I mean, we'll talk more about it, of course. But um, I, you know, uh, when I had this wedding this past Saturday, I said to my wife, Natalie, I'm like, look, I, I can't just have this camera on the side and just pick it up throughout the day here and there. I got to dive in. 100% if I know I want to keep this thing yeah. and then buy more lenses for it and then perhaps sell – well, definitely sell some of the other lenses and then either kind of float just a little Nikon, mostly Sony, or all Sony and that's it. I'm, I'm done with Nikon. So I did. I dove right in. I didn't pick up uh, – I had a D3S as a backup just in case something went wrong. But never touched it. Natalie used a D5. She loves it now and she's probably not going to get back to me. And um, – <laughs> And it's an amazing camera. That's it's like driving. That thing's like driving a perfectly awesome Mercedes with all the bells and whistles. And then it's just it's a beautiful camera. Yeah, well, yeah. So, when it, when you pick it up, it feels like a Mercedes yeah. too. Are you talking about yeah, the, the just, D5? D5. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Um, yeah. It's it is, and the shutter is lightning fast, mm-hmm. and it's just an awesome machine. I love that camera. Um, but it's just it's different than this. It's a whole different car. It's a whole different vehicle. It's not the same at all. So you can't really compare it. But I did. I dove right in, and I had a good time with it. I was learning things along the way, and uh, we'll get into that with all these questions because things I have to talk about are question-related on that whole thread. So I'm now, done for now, Andy. I, no, no, I, I have a quick question. Did, uh, did Natalie play, play, play around with it at all, or did she um, just take the D5 and run? Uh, she, she, I think she picked up a little bit here and there, but not much. Um, not, no, not much at all. Okay. I think she just loved the D5 and was like, immediately she's like, you're not getting this back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what happened uh, on Saturday. And the only thing, what made Saturday different, it's a place uh, called Mohonk Mountain House in New Paltz, New York. It's a great, great location. We're there a lot. And the only thing different about this was it was a uh, it was a same sex marriage. It was two guys getting married. So there was no white dress to deal with. You know, with the highlights popping and and it was bright sun. So that was actually beneficial for both of us. Uh, that you know you don't have that hot spot that. You know, talks to your your light meter and your back of your camera and just says, "Oh, highlighting." You know, it's a little. So we didn't have that to deal with, and that's the only thing that made the day different. But we had a great day. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Um, just uh, shooting weddings, editing them, and getting and so much. This is the best I've ever been in terms of uh, speed editing. Oh, oh I'm so. I don't, I, I don't want to hear about that. Oh, dude, I'm only I'm uh, only two weddings behind right now. <laughs> I'm only two weddings dude. behind. Look at this list. Oh, no. Like, like yeah. two weeks. Two, yeah. Like two weeks went by, and look at this list. Yeah, it happens. Oh, 
and, and I'm I'm showing like a list. I'm wow. I have like ten things going on here. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um. So, but this, I, I mean, this is the best I've ever been. Um. I'm like two weeks, I would say. I think I have two weddings, maybe three. No, I have one going out today, and then I have two left, and and so I'm literally only two weeks behind from the most recent one after I get this one out today. Um. And it's just because I've kind of changed that the workflow and all the things we were talking about recently without getting into the details. Um, and so that's making me feel pretty good. And because I, I feel like I have more time than usual, I'm like, um, like I've never uh, got my Jeep. I've had a stock Jeep, Jeep, uh, Jeep Wrangler. I got it in like 2011. And mm-hmm. I don't know um, if you know, but like the Jeep guys, we give each other waves. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah, I've, I, I had an old Jeep once. Yeah. Well, there it you felt go. like you're in a club that you're not even register to yeah exactly (laughs) but the thing is is when when i drive a stock jeep and you know because the whole point is you're able to like mod them pretty easy and do all this different stuff like the other jeep drivers like that do that i know that they're kind of like oh they're like well we'll give him the jeep wave but it's a stock wrangler you know what i mean like he hasn't done anything to it and i've been i've been meaning to like update it but i never do because my summers are always so freaking crazy but i feel like i've got a little more time this year um so i've been uh i've been making some changes on the jeep it's looking pretty badass too if i don't say so <laughs> myself you know is that your main so, vehicle yeah it's my main vehicle yeah is it stick yep it's stick um nice. yep you know i gotta have that full control oh, <laughs> you yeah. know as uh, type uh, a photographer yeah. gotta gotta have that control right under my hands you know <laughs> i agree so um making some pretty cool updates and changes uh to to that guy and um, like but uh like tires and rims and yeah like so or, um, fenders like i'm replacing the fenders i'm oh I'm, nice i'm replacing the rear bumper um i'm 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 like cutting up the front bu- bumper and making it a stubby bumper oh. um I it's got a little bit more aggressive new, look then yep i got a soft top for it like a like a nice i have i had this like bikini top for it but it was it lets water in and so you can't really use it all the time um mm-hmm. soft top there's like too many things quadratech and uh and is very happy with me right now that's all i can say with some of the stuff i've been buying into you know why who knows anyway that's maybe a little more uh on the personal side I, we usually usually don't get too too into like non-wedding photography stuff on here but hey whatever good um hey. uh anyway um uh let's get into the show so let me just uh, do this now rather than later uh listeners do remember we have an assortment of hand-picked information that's relevant to you but first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. Um, definitely do that if you like the show, if you get something out of it. Uh, leave some stars in there. Leave all the stars. Stars are good. Words are better. Uh, and help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Or connect with us on the Facebook page. Uh, just go to Facebook and search Wedding Photographers Unite. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Guys, today we're going to talk um, a little bit about uh, the Sony cameras. Jimmy's got a new new, new camera over there. Maybe let's actually just start, um, Jimmy, with some of your initial impressions. Uh, you picked up the okay. a7 III. And then yep. um, I've done a little... Um, I've got a little like comparison chart on some of the new Sony mirrorless cameras um, that are um, that I think listeners are interested in, and um, as far as uh, comparing them goes, and we're going to get into some questions we had on the on the Facebook group on the on the thread on it. So, uh, Jimmy, a uh, couple weeks okay. with a seven three. Um, how's it going? What's up? 
Okay, well, let me back up because we talked on the show a while ago about when you got your Sony or you were thinking about getting it. No, you got your Fuji. Yes. And then you had that for a bit, and I had that little Leica point-and-shoot, but that's not the same. It's a really small sensor. It's just for grabbing quick shots. Um, I, I love it, but it's not even that level, so I, I, I'm ruling that out. And then we talked back then, and like, you know, I really hope Nikon comes out with well, – they will eventually come out with a mirrorless. It's just either A, will it be full frame or DX first or maybe both, and B, will you be able to use the same lenses, which everyone assumed. That's not the truth. When they come out with a mirrorless, it's going to be new lenses because of the depth of the from the focal plane to the mount and actually the sensor itself rather to the mount is just a much shallower in a mirrorless body. So yes, you have to get a mount. Now I'm guessing the mount when that comes out is going to work perfectly smooth. But but at the same point, it's like guys, with, I'm talking to Nikon right now. Let's go already. Same thing with Canon. I know they have that little M1, but it's nothing. It's nothing up there. So. I was reading that Sony is predicting in three years they will be ahead of the game in cameras. And that's unbelievable if that actually happens because in just five years, they've really put a dent in this world to make people be like, hey, uh, I'm switching. Uh, I think it was 13, 2013 they came out with um, the A7 whatever. So uh, you know, just talking to you and hearing more about this camera, when this 7.3 came out, I was like, that's a great price for a – dual card slot camera, all the bells and whistles, 24 megapixels, which is just what I want. I'm like, I got to do it. So I did it, and I'm glad I'm on this team. And like we just talked about a minute ago before about you know driving a, an automatic vehicle. Um, I drive a, a, a stick uh, convertible, and it's a whole other kind of car. And uh, over the years when I would get my car serviced, BMW would lend me an X3, which is a great car. But it's a totally different vehicle. I have a hatchback. I have four doors. I have space. I have like heads-up display in the nav, heated steering wheel, bells and whistles that just don't exist in my car. Now, that's what I feel like when I pick up the Sony because it has the silent shooting, which is so cool. It has um, the blackout-free thing when you shoot like high speed. Uh, of course, it's got a screen that tilts that's usable as opposed to like the 750, which you know, or even my D5 where if I'm using the screen – I still got to go click, click, and then the shutter, the mirror's got to come up, and I come back. It's just cumbersome. It's just, it's not very practical. Uh, everything, everything about it is just, there's, there's features on here that just don't exist. The eye focus feature is fantastic, which I totally forgot to use like most of the day on Saturday. <laughs> um, I mean, I can go on and on. I can't even think offhand like what it is. I find myself driving this thing like an automatic vehicle. I'll just sit back and just go. I don't really, only once or twice. On that on Saturday, did I go fully manual with the ISO and everything? Otherwise, I was floating between manual and then auto ISO, so I can just lock my shutter and aperture, or just go in aperture priority and see what happens. And like you said, yeah, it's a little dark. You just kind of move the other dial and you go with it. And um, you know, like the zebra feature is something I I was I meant to play with, and I forgot to use that too, like to see what highlights are doing when you're outside and it's bright out. You know, it's just you know I did get the grip, the um, I got this Meeky, Makey. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hmm. Make, M-E-K-E. Yeah, it's I the same it. one Sony has, mm -hmm. and it's one hundred twenty dollars. And it has the custom one button, the custom two button. It has the dials. The one thing I don't like about it, it has oh, it has a little jog dial on the back, for your thumb. It has the autofocus and the auto exposure buttons. It's everything's there. The one thing I don't like about it, it's got an on-off switch, and if that's off, you have to turn the camera back on via that switch. 
So I just took a little crazy glue and just glued that sucker so I never hit it because I don't want to panic where my, the camera's not turning on and my, my palm and my hand could accidentally hit that switch. So, uh, you know, I'm showing you guys right now. So you see, like, there's, there's literally glue, like, all in the uh, – it's not a lot of it. But so <laughs> enough for me, like, I don't want that switch to ever be off and I don't care. I mean, it's, it's, it's $120. When Sony comes out with one, it would be, like, probably nearly 400 So And there's two battery slots. You don't have to put – uh, both batteries in you can just do with one and when there's two in there the camera knows there's two in there it tells you battery one life battery two life so it talks to the camera perfectly fine so mm-hmm. and it just makes it feels nice now it feels like the palm of my hand is not resting underneath the body when i have a longer lens on um i have that mount we'll talk about that later and it just it feels good and it weighs nothing pretty much i suggest it so that's i don't we can get into the questions that's at least my initial okay opinion on this was that it's like i don't know if i i'd love it i don't know if it's something i'm going to switch to you know i sure. i i do like uh, you know reception was a little odd yeah okay that, i was just about to ask you um what do you have any cons so far or were there was there anything that was uh you're unsure of where are you at yeah. so far yeah um i bought godox flashes the mount for sony the damn that thing is very sensitive it's a lot of plastic involved on it um, it's not like this big fat metal thing that slides into the hot shoe like Nikon has that you can be rough with and fast with. You got to be slow and easy with it. Um, it's just, I, you can't go silent shutter when using a strobe uh, or the, or the onboard flash. And I have a commander also that talks to the other three. So, uh, I was floating between onboard flash and then two off and we're in a pavilion, very open area super high ceiling it was covered so our our stands are like 12 feet up all of them so that so when you pop a light it just goes everywhere you don't have to worry about low ceiling it's great so i was going back and forth between um one on and two off and natalie had three off the whole night and she was kind of just having fun with that so the the cons i guess is that i kind of wish the camera um you can do the auto review you know, you can set it for two seconds, five seconds, or off, right? I wish it did a split half second. I wish that was an option. Like, like just a quick boom, that's it, half second or one at best. So it goes right away. So I was going back and forth between the auto review off through the viewfinder or monitor, either way. And then I'm just shooting, but I like to make sure my strobes are going off. I'm not seeing crazy shadows, especially when I'm three off-camera lights. You know, you got to constantly just chimp a little bit and say, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm in a good spot. This is a perfect spot for me. I'm not getting too much lens flare. Everything's great. Um, that light's on a good number. Maybe I'll bring the, the, the B flash down a stop or something. So rather than constantly hitting the play button, I wish there was a mode. And maybe I'm trying to find a, a suggestion box for Sony is that you can do the, the – how do I describe this? Okay, so if you're in viewfinder mode, you're just shooting away. You're not doing auto review on the image after it takes it. But the monitor is doing the review. So your viewfinder is, is always what you're seeing. You can shoot, shoot, shoot away. And you're not, it's not going to show you the image in the viewfinder, mm-hmm. but only the monitor will. That'd be a great, great feature. Mm-hmm. I think UPS is here. Hang on. <laughs> he, UPS is here, so maybe he's got another, uh, another Sony. <laughs> a, new, a new Sony, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what he wanted to do uh, last podcast. If you remember, he was like going to have this big, big game and play the song or whatever. Did that make it to the actual show or is that after the show? I don't remember. I think that was after the show. Yeah. So you you don't have a song for us to play with a with a new Sony delivery this time? 
Um, I don't. know. <laughs> well, that was going to be my reveal <laughs> last week. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought there was another reveal coming. I thought maybe something no, else new was we, happening. We did that off air, didn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. And we did it off air. I didn't know I if it, it made it to the show or not. He he was he had this uh, he had his uh, phone ready to play. What were you going to play? Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> oh yeah, Eye of the Tiger, and uh, and then the delivery's gone. But the UPS man never made it until until afterwards. So. No. Um, Okay, so that's um, some good first impressions with your A7 III. Um, I, uh, I, we can go about this a few different ways. We can get into some of the questions um, that are on that topic. Um, but I, I won't, let me just kind of recap um, where I'm at with, with my A7R3. And, okay. then, um, and then maybe that'll, we can kind of lead into that. So, Which, um, Let me, real quick, by the way, for listeners, it's exactly the same body. Same um, buttons in the back. Same file, same uh, positions of everything. Uh, there's, there's nothing different in the. I think the grip is slightly different. That's about it. But so, every, otherwise, same. Body. You know what? Let me. I <laughs> oddly enough, I, I was looking up a comparison chart of the different Sony mirrorless cameras, and I was having a hard time finding one with the A7 III, A7 R3, and the A9 because those are the main Sony bodies that are kind of mm-hmm. making waves right now in the mirrorless world, and. Uh, and uh, Mr. Ken Rockwell uh, came through when I couldn't find any, anyone el- anywhere else. Uh, Ken Rockwell's got it. So, um, le- so yeah. So let's just talk about the difference between the A seven R three and the A seven three. Um, what I'm shooting, what you're shooting, and pretty much everything's the same, with the exception of the resolution. The A seven R three is forty two megapixels. The A seven three is twenty four. Um, there, you actually have a higher ISO on your camera, and your no- and the. Um, Noise is slightly better on, on your okay. high-performance ISO as well. Uh, max on the A7R3 is 102, 400, and uh, the max on the A7R3 is 208,400. It's, it's unusable past, like, 50. Right. And it, that, that, that's the same. Yeah, I, yeah, I would never... There's never a reason to ever go up there, I feel like, unless you just want to be a... I don't want to swear on the podcast, unless yeah. you want to be a jerk. You know what I, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, tw- I think twelve eight is about the number you you want to. Yeah, stop twelve thousand twelve thousand eight hundred is about where my wow. limit is. Th- th- I'll pers- I never I never go above five thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, and the thing <laughs> is, is I say that, but really and realistically, like eight thousand is is my yeah. is my limit, my personal uh-huh. limit. Um, on the on the Sony, it is eight thousand. On the D seven fifty, I would I would do sixty four hundred and get queasy if I went above sixty four hundred. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I wouldn't blink at 6,400. I still don't blink on the 6,400 on the D750, mm-hmm. but, but above that, I don't like to, um, and the mm-hmm. Sony, I'll do 8,000, but not, not more than that. Um, uh, anyway, uh, there are three memory recall mode dials on the a7 three, a7R three, and you have two. So there's like, I have only two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the battery life looks like you get a little bit more out of the a7 three. Um, and those are the main differences. Um, actually, hold on a second. There's more. Uh, so an, another article, um, just talks about some of the other differences. Um, first of all, realize this, the price for an a seven three is $2,000 and a seven R three is about $3,200 retail new right now. So it's an extra $1,200 for the a seven R three, mostly for resolution. Um, because, um, you know, if you're looking at workflow, that A7R3 is going to be better with the 24 megapixels. Um, low light's a little bit better. And here, and this, 
The autofocus on the a7 III features 693 autofocus points with 93% viewfinder coverage compared to the 399 points and 68% coverage of the a7R III. Um, this photographer's oh. talking about it, but he said in the Ooh. real world he didn't notice much of a difference. But there's more coverage, and it's a newer autofocus system that's on that a7 III compared to the a7R III. Um, so uh, some of the other advantages to the a7R III, the viewfinder has a better electronic viewfinder with a faster refresh rate. Uh, A7R3 does this pixel shift thing, which I'll never use unless I'm doing landscapes. No. Um, and and the A7R3 um, has images that are slightly sharper out of the camera because it leaves out the low pass filter. So um, the A7R3 uses the A7 III, which Jimmy you have uses the filter to reduce the more. Um, but the A7R3 has it out, so the images are going to be a little bit sharper out of the camera. But then sometimes you have to deal with some of those, you know. The, the patterns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, overall, I think the the three is a, a smaller sister version of the nine. Without that right. dial, I wish I had that dial on the left that the nine has. Yep, it has. has yeah, it goes like I think it goes right to focus modes, like right there. It's that's a nice feature. This one doesn't have or or yours either. Right, and then actually, just yeah. so we, I don't have to come back to this later. Uh, the A nine. Um, Essentially, man, I'm even looking at the difference here. And Did you say the A9 is the same camera body as well? It's yeah, except for that one. Except button. for that dial, that one okay. dial. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly the same. Uh, it there does. Go. I think almost exactly. Yeah. It has a 20, 20 uh, FPS mode, um, like when you're doing the manual or the regular shutter. Um, mm-hmm. And the A7 III, A7 R3 have 10, 10 frames a second on the when you're doing the regular shutter. Um, yeah, my only question, if anyone can message on that on that thread, um, someone who had the A9, I forget offhand, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Eric, it. Eric, how fast? Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, how fast that shutter is because that's the one thing I miss about the D5. That that mirror goes up and down so fast you don't even see it in camera. But on this on the Sony. There's a blackout that it's. Pre, I mean, it's you know, it's pretty quick. There's a blackout. But when you take a picture of the shutter, when you take a picture with the shutter or or even uh, uh, silent, it still does a quick second of just nothingness. I mean, it's pretty quick. Yeah, I guess but so. I'm used to the D5 <laughs> where I don't even see it. You know, I wish that was faster. And I, I'm I'm wondering if on the A9, that is like really is, is lightning fast. Hmm. That's my only question. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So I, now Eric, what, he's 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 the one who uh, who he had a Fuji episode yes, with, right? He, he was huge. So into he was the hardcore Fuji. Fuji. Yes, and he and said, he's, yeah, "Go ahead." No, no, really. He go ahead. he basically just said that that he picked up an A nine, loves it, and it's a religious experience on that comment thread. And <laughs> and then the main reason is just autofocus. And and so that said, um, mm. apparently the autofocus is better on is the best version of the autofocus is on the a9 um as far as is you know where all the bells and whistles are but the a7 III has a, has an autofocus similar system that's similar i don't know if it's exactly the same but it's it's mm-hmm. more similar to the a9 than the a7r3 i think they the a7r3 they updated one of the older autofocus systems for the a7r3 um so that's why i'm i'm curious to know about like your low light performance at the receptions jimmy um mm-hmm. because so so where i'm falling right now let, let me just, okay so now that we did the comparison let me just get back to where i'm falling right now with the sony um 
I love this camera. It's not going anywhere. Um, I love the. I, I mentioned on the podcast before. I love the resolution. I don't. I don't know that if I would have paid for it if I had the choice. You know what I mean? If the A seven three and the A seven R three were both out right now, I didn't know the A seven three was going to come out. You know what I mean? So when I bought this camera, it wasn't out, and um, and so I bought it at the thirty two hundred dollars. Would I choose to pay the extra twelve hundred dollars for the resolution? No, I would have never done that. I would have, you know, because it's not worth. It's not worth it to me. Um, except now that I have it, now I know that it is kind of worth it, and I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I do, and I wouldn't give it up now that I would. But if I'm, we talked about on a podcast recently that um, it, what makes sense to me is getting an A7 III and shooting with this, and on 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 the A7 R3 shooting um, what I want to be able to blow up. And so usually, if I'm shooting like a 35, 35 if I'm shooting a thirty five millimeter, um, then I would want to have that on the A7 III. And if I'm shooting a longer lens, I would want to have that on the A7R3 so I can zoom in, crop in, and do all that fun stuff with the with the uh, resolution. Um, but uh, so so I I'm loving the camera. The the, the thing that I, I I I just know that I would rather have a Nikon in my hand when it comes to reception photos for the things that I was talking about on the previous podcast, um, where you have to kind of stop down or like know which lenses are capable of. Um, you know, being able to, to stop down and have the, the autofocus speed be the same. Um, but it's just, it's just not as usable in a low light reception situation for me. And it's, and everything else about it, everything else about it, like during, during the day, even in most low light situations, I, I'm, I'm not talking about low light general situations. I'm talking about low light, low light, low light situations where you have to use the autofocus assist beam. Cause if you're in a, in a dimly lit room or a church or something like that, I'm not talking about that. That's fine. I, that this is on par with like a D750 in those situations. I'm talking about when it's like almost pitch black and I want to do my little turny photos and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, so so that's pretty much where I'm I'm at right now as far as 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 the camera itself um and I'm I just know that I want to keep my foot dipped in the the Nikon world and then I want to say this like I recently was at like a Best Buy or whatever and I was like kind of shocked at that that they have um higher end camera models there now like they had like a D5 um at a Best Buy really? and I'm like yeah I was wow. like what is going like are you kidding me right now they're like up in their game in terms of what they have there so I picked up the D5 and I started shooting around with it and I'm like you know like as much as I love this this Sony and and the things that I'm getting out of it there is something about that D5 where you pick it up and you're just kind of saying it's like a Lexus or whatever and it's like the the autofocus is just um is just like really on and um I don't know. There's something about that camera where it feels more of like, yeah, the thing just works. But I, the main point of shooting mirrorless um, with it, it still stands for me. You know, like like I like I would be less confident even if I was shooting D5 and I'm shooting at one four or whatever. I'm going to be less confident in those images unless I've specifically micro autofocus adjusted each lens. I, I'm I'm done with that, and that's that's why you know I w- I would like to go all Sony except except just literally having one of the D750s there for like my reception stuff. You know. Um, yeah, you so. know, that's a, I forgot to mention before about reception. Um, I did a test with the, uh, let me back up a little bit too. I did a test with the ISO with the D five and this, and I had the exact same lens. I, with the, the adapter to shoot Nikon and I tested the ISO and yeah, de- definitely the D five is better. It's not night and day better, but it, it is better. Uh, around like 
1200, 1600, 2500, you don't, you're not seeing anything unless you're really punching in there. So the color is a little different. Naturally, it's a different chip, but uh, otherwise, it's, it's not like you look at it and go, oh, the D5 is, or the Nikon, or any Nikon is you know, so much better than a Sony. Not the case at all. However, another thing I don't like about this camera is uh, now so much to do it um, because I'm with Godox now because they're they're a good price and they all have the radio slave and they all talk to each other. Is the whether it's the Flash or the Commander, the Commander does. Um, I have two now. I have one for Nikon and then one for Sony for the Commanders and they're cheap. Uh, they send out a little infrared beam. Doesn't do that with Sony. Oh. And from everything I read, it's just not. It's just the nature in the focus. It's ma- nature know? of mirrorless. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the only thing I could could do, which I again forgot the other night, was to put on that silly little beam thing. Yes. Which might help. It does. You know. I, and I, so, I haven't tried it. Yep. I. It does. You have to be in a non-continuous mode, just like you would normally have to be, like if you're right. shooting an icon, right? So if you you have to be in a single, um, what. Do you, well, whatever non-continuous mode is. Single, uh, what, do, what do you call that when you're non-continuous focus mode? Uh, single shooting, yeah. S- single. Single, okay, so you have to be in a single shoot focus mode. And then the beam will come on, just like an autofocus assist beam will. But it, and it works, but it's not quite as good. You know? And you're kind of lighting up people's faces when you do that. But it does work. Yeah. It is, it is you know, it works. Um, somebody... I think, I, I think in that situation, um, I'll take the light in the face and get the image rather than getting right. nothing in focus. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but but it's still it comes off to the side. So like the light isn't like directly in the center like where it would be like on autofocus assist beam, you know, like off the top of your flash or something like that. Um, right. uh, yeah, actually, let me let me go to um, battery grip now because uh, Neil was about to say something about the battery. Yeah. grip. Actually, Neil, why don't you bring okay. up what you brought up with the battery grip? And then I want to let's talk. about <coughs> that. Well, no, I mean, uh, he added a, a battery grip to it, and um, if I were to go to this this camera body system, um, I would get it because I want to go with a smaller body and a lighter body. So adding that grip to it adds weight, it adds... adds um, you know, Substance. Just, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, did you do that because you are coming from the Nikon D5? And because... It, I... I- yeah, I, I had I had my my first camera. Even when I had the D two hundred, I had a vertical grip on those things. Mm-hmm. I like the vertical. I don't shoot vertical that much, but a I like the the having the button there, and b I like picking up like a square body, like not so, yeah, you're used to it. It's like kind of yeah, like muscle memory. Yeah. It is, and mm-hmm. you can only and like I said, you want to make it super light. Just put one battery in the chamber, and it's even you know it's a little bit lighter, not much, but it, it's something. Mm-hmm. Um, I went the whole day with one battery the other day. Uh, at the wedding, I have four batteries now. Um, I got two wow. aftermarket ones that work just fine, so you don't have to spend the seventy bucks on a Sony one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, yeah, it's more about the the comfort of holding a bigger body. Um, Natalie, I we we had this uh, we, debate. Like she's saying, like you know, and I think we talked about this off air last week about how um, you know just being a professional on a on a wedding day and then walking around with this tiny little camera. What are people going to think? Partially. The, the the number one question should be like I don't care what people think I'm being hi- I got hired for this job because of you know my personality the images the business work ethic all that right so it shouldn't matter but it kind of does and it it does to the people in the audience and the, the the guests there who are like just trying to always out trump you and do something that's like oh look at my camera and I got a better one you know so <laughs> but if anyone's playing that game they should they should know that uh, they should know Sony. They yeah. should certainly know Sony, and if they don't, then don't then don't talk because it's not like they just showed up. 
and they're 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 taking over. <laughs> they really are. I mean, it, it's it's amazing how many people are are switching over. So, uh, but having this grip kind of is somewhere in between. You know, I, I like the way it looks. I like the way it feels, and it does. And again, it looks pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's I highly suggest it. So okay. I when I bought uh, when I bought my camera, I actually did. Um, pick up a Sony battery grip as well because I got it like used on eBay or something like that because the A9 is the same grip as A7R3. Um, and so I got the grip and I used it for a little bit and then decided I really just didn't want it. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. So I ended up just sell- I actually sold it for more than I bought it for on e- because I got it used <laughs> on eBay. Oh, wow. So I actually made <laughs> nice. a little profit off of it. Um <laughs> Um, was his name Jimmy Ferrara? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, so it was. It was. It was actually like the legit Sony battery grip, you know. Um, and I just, you know, like first of all, I want to say I didn't. I can understand why you'd want. Well, a battery Jimmy, grip. you can't sell yours now because you super glued it. I know. But, yeah. <laughs> oh um, God. But I understand why you'd want a battery grip for it, especially if you do shoot a lot of verticals. I don't shoot a lot of verticals, and I, I don't think that like I didn't move to this camera because it's lighter like that's not i don't think that's you know like fine that can be like uh, like 10 percent of your reason or 20 percent of the reason but that's not the reason that i that i moved to this because it's lighter um i moved to it because of the auto because of because of the autofocus and the micro autofocus adjustment stuff that you've heard me talk about and um and just the you know the ability for it to to um be able to see what you're shooting you know like in the in the viewfinder itself like be to be able to like look and see like your the exposure as you're shooting it like is is unbelievably helpful um once i know know. somebody asked one of the questions uh, in the thread there like hey is um you know are what percentage of your images are more in focus or not in focus but are more in uh exposed properly or the way you wanted them to be because of this and i would say easily way more of them because because i'm it's not like i mean listen i've been doing this for eight years and if i have a d750 in my hand i about know where the exposure is going to be without being able to see it you know but but this just like double checks that like as you're shooting and then if if you know if i know that i'm want to want to underexpose to bring out shadows and stuff like that later then i can just do it like i'm like i'll shoot and in autofocus um or in uh in auto iso on aperture priority when i don't care what the what the iso is if i'm shooting natural light right and 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 i can just swing this dial down and swing it up and see exactly what i'm gonna what i'm gonna get as i'm shooting it it's it's ridiculously helpful whether you're looking off the back of the camera sometimes it makes sense too i know that a lot of people don't like the way that looks or whatever we're talking about like looking like a professional photographer right when you're when you're looking at the back of your LCD, but you know what? It works. It, it functions exactly the same as the viewfinder. Yeah. So if people don't understand that I, when I'm doing that too bad. I, I, I'm getting over it and I'm just doing it because I, I want to shoot from a lower angle and be able to see what I'm going to get and have amazing autofocus when I do that, you know? Um, yeah. And so if people look at me like I'm a jerk when I do it. Well, too bad. I got, you know, I just, I just, I don't care at all. Like I don't care at all. I like, don't, I, I don't think they do. Yeah. I think everyone's looking at a phone now. Everyone's it's actually a good thing. You can see your surroundings a lot better by looks looking at the screen. Um I still go to the viewfinder like ninety percent of the time just because I feel the connection. Mm-hmm. I'm more concentrated on what's happening in the image. But the times when I yeah, you're low in the ground, you're 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 crazy right this, you're just kinda in a lot of people, let's say, in a crowd, and you don't want to put the camera in your face because you might 
feel like you're going to can't see where you're going, by all means, yeah, just use the back of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so why don't we dive into these questions? Yeah, that's a good idea. So let's uh, yeah. we'll go right actually to the top of it there. So um, okay, so Neil can, can go get lunch. <laughs> uh, we can just start with the top and then yeah. just kind of ping pong. Yep, we'll yeah. just go. Let's go right through it. So uh, Megan says, uh, "What is the must-have lens with the mirrorless? If you had to choose one, uh, well, for me it's a thirty-five, but that might be a different answer for." Uh, I got the twenty-eight because I just like. I like to be closer to people in groups and stuff, and and just, I, I'd I'd like the twenty eight. I, I I was back and forth between those two millimeters, and then when I looked at a zoom lens and went back and forth between the two, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have the twenty eight. So I went with the twenty eight, mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's small. Personal, the Sony twenty eight millimeters small. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I, something wider though. If you're going to have one lens, uh, and if it's not going to be a zoom or whatever, uh, you know, I would go with. 28 or 35 i don't understand like i get i get 50 is like a normal focal length but if you want just one lens and you want to be able to you know get get a scene it's much harder to do that with a 50 um uh chris our good friend chris says um how much is it okay so this is good how much is it like shooting with the soulless chunk of electronics (laughs) instead of a camera um i I was cracking up on that one yeah talking about the camera the sony's because a lot because okay so so if you don't know what he's talking about a lot of people say that like the Sony, like the menu systems are convoluted. There's stuff all over the th- place. You can change anything. You can make anything you want to be. There's custom buttons everywhere. Any button that you, you see on the camera, you can pretty much make whatever you want it to be. And yeah. and talking about like like if you want to compare that to like the Fuji XT2, which we had talked about, like that camera, the Fuji XT2 really is. There is something special about holding that camera and just the feel of it and just the the look of it and all that. But I would say I I, I don't I think that's t- total nonsense because I think this this thing feels awesome in in my hand. I I love the customization of it. Talking as a as a Jeep guy who's modding my Jeep right now with all these crazy things, right? Like like I feel like I've got the Sony camera of that where where I can I can I can make my own baby. I can I can change anything, move anything. I love like shooting like the user functions and being able to kind of swap anything, put anything anywhere. I think it's it's the way that it should be. It does not feel soulless to me at all. It feels awesome. Matter of fact, I would say my D750 feels way more soulless than than like than like this camera. Um, you know, I, but it's not quite an XT2 on like on like that that level of like or like you know. It, yeah, I guess the ultimate soul would be like Jimmy's Leica over there, right? Get the red yeah. dot, then you then you've got Soul Brother, <laughs> right? Is that what that means? Um, yeah. Do you still have your Fuji? No, I I sold that when I okay. decided I was going to uh, go for the Sony's. Um, okay, cause, and literally just because of the autofocus—that's the main reason. The autofocus and the um, and the crop sensor. So that that's yeah. that, other than that, I love that Fuji camera. Other than those two things, yeah, I I, I played with Fujis. Even the, the best of of the Fujis and the focus is just slow. It's not it's not really meant for weddings, and, and most people will agree. Uh, um, but then Chris asked some real questions as well. Uh, one yeah. we already answered: uh, the dark reception focus. Um, yes, n- not as good as a Nikon. It's just it's just not. At least no. on, uh, you know, when when it's well, as I mentioned, when it's when it's really like just pitch black dark, and you gotta you know that kind of thing. But when it's in low light, you know, when it, and it's it's low light and it's just low light. If especially if you're at like an open you know aperture or whatever, then it, it's better you know, than a D750. But, but when you start stopping down a little bit, depending on the lens, I guess, uh, then it, um, 
then I would say maybe the D750 or like a traditional DSLR is going to have a, an advantage. Um, Ross says, what, what's the choice like lenses? What's the choice like and what have you gone for? Uh, is there a decent 50 prime to replace my Canon one two? Um, I don't think I would ever go over the whole hog, right? Um, and how does it compare to the Fuji X-T2, which we just talked about? Size, size, weight. Size, weight is about the same. Silentness is about the same. Um, yeah. The, no, there's no 50 1.2. No. There might be uh, a like a lens or – yeah, 1.4, yeah, but there's no 1.2. Um, and uh, unless you're getting like a, 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 like a glass or like a lens because they make mounts and, they, or they, and some other companies make uh, the E-mount on the lens itself – Maybe there's I don't I never heard of a one two out there, but I mean there's not that much difference with the one four, the one two. You can people really gotta let go of that, to be honest. <laughs> I hear I hear so much of that debate, like, oh we got a one two. I'm like, okay, it's a third of a stop difference. Or is it half stop? Uh it's or actually whatever. either way. Anytime you go more, it's more than you think. You know, that, I know it's down that low, I understand. Yeah. I, I think it's a half stop. Right. Um but uh but still, yeah, you know, the price know on the eighty the, the eighty five one two is so much more money and heavier than the one four in Anyway, so uh, no for what I – that question is I don't think there is, no. Okay. Um, he's, he's asked the Fuji. What, so what lenses did you choose? Do you just have one lens or what did you end up going with? Uh, I, well, I have a, a 28 on there. Uh, I bought an 85, which is on its way, and I'm going to sell my other Nikon 85, uh, 1.8 by Sony, and I'm selling my Nikon 1.8. Um, so I'll have a 28 and an, and an 80. Five or yeah, eighty-five, which I think are two great lenses to to have. It's enough to be a difference. You know, fifty to eighty-five is like eh. Um, I think you know, a thirty-five and an eighty-five is a great number to have. A twenty-four and then an eighty-five is a big jump. But you know, I, I think I'll be really happy with those two because when I have this mount on here, see the uh, Comlight mount adapter that uses my Nikon yeah, lenses. Yeah, I was actually about to say how, how does that work out for fast. you? It's not. No. All right. Uh, I can talk about that for a second. Okay. Yep. So it works. You, it's temperamental. You can't just be like, woohoo, switching too fast. You got to shut the camera off, do it when you, sw- when you change. Uh, otherwise, electronics don't, they don't, like, hey, what just happened? I don't know what's going on. So um, it works. It works well. You can't use some of the focus features. You can't use the uh, automatic AF. You got to either use single or continuous. Um, you also can't. Uh, use the focus area zone. You can only use uh, like the center or the wide. Um, uh, I can't use a flexible spot either. This is all like people who have Sony cameras will understand this. But it's it's okay. It's good. Uh, like I said, it's not just as fast with the focus as the as a native Sony lens is, which is one hundred percent what everyone says online and who has these adapters. So I don't know yet what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep it for now because I have some Nikon glass that I love. My 7200 2.8 is a great lens. And um, for the most part, when I use that lens, it's like portraits and it's like maybe ceremony. And it's not so much run and gun. Like I have to get the image right now. It's kind of like I'm in control and it takes a second to find the focus again. I'm okay with that. Um, uh, So, but uh, overall, it's 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 i think you're better off just getting sony lenses if you're going to do the switch of course right. as opposed to just getting this body and using your nikon lenses i right. don't know how it works with canon i heard canon's a little better okay yeah all right um 
so I, I just want to say like yeah i'm i've I, my plan is as well like i think we talked about it maybe off air but i'm gonna sell my 135 sigma for nikon um and when i sell that i'm probably gonna put that towards an a7 III and then do 3585 um and i also have i could i have two d750 bodies i might sell one d750 body keep the other one kind of like what i was talking about there um so no no thoughts of the a9 yeah you know i i this is why i would which which i did look up the price of the a9 which is four thousand. in case our our listeners are wondering yeah it's pricey yeah it is but uh, i actually i actually just recently looked it up too because i'm kind of debating myself and you can get a used one on b&h for 3200 bucks so okay. if you buy used, you're in the same same price point as a new A7R3. Um, if mm. and that this is why I was actually super interested. Um, you know, if Eric was available totally last minute, you know, from that from that thread because he just got an A9, and I'm curious to I I, I need to play with an A9 to see the autofocus difference um, to see if it would be worth you know the extra money. I have a feeling it's probably not, and the A7 III is probably like super close enough to what that is, but I don't really know, you know, you know, so, cause unless you actually mm-hmm. have the time to be hands on with it. And I don't, if, uh, if anybody, if anybody's listening to this and has a review that they've seen, if you could post that on the show notes, you know, for this episode, like in the Facebook group, that would be yeah. cool. Cause I'd like to check that out, um, to see what that, the real world focus difference is. Yep. Yes. And if also, if anyone knows of a, uh, suggestion forum, you know, like Lightroom has like Adobe has that page like, hey, make suggestions here. Um, if there's one for Sony, please uh, put that in the thread because I would love to make that suggestion about the viewfinder thing. Um, yeah. All right. You want to move on, Andy? To uh... Sure. We already answered this next one, though. So um, Bryden yeah. uh, said, how much better is it for now on your exposure? And we already kind of talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Joe says. Joe asked yeah, that's a good question. How close do you have to be for eye tracking to work? Okay. Um, can a function button be programmed to switch between eye tracking and a movable focus point? So the thing is the, the eye, eye autofocus you can set up on its own, on its own button. So basically um, I have it – I think the default – I don't know if it's default or if I set this up myself, but I have it set to like the AEL button on the back. Um, and whenever oh, I, you have that one. Okay. Yeah. And whenever I press that button, uh, it just looks for the closest set of eyeballs um, to the to whatever your focus point is. And and it, and once it locks onto the eyeballs, like it is just shocking how good it is. It's it's just it's amazing. Like it, it gets a little confusing when there's like four people in the scene. Sometimes it jumps from one person to the next person, but it's locking from one set of eyes to the next set of eyes. It's always on a pair of eyeballs, that's for sure. But so it's great when you're working with like one person in the scene. Like it's going to lock, lock eyes all the time and it's that that means that it's amazing for shooting super shallow because you don't even have to think about it. You know, you're just you're just holding that button and you got eyes in focus. Um so it's it's about the one button that you have set up to be your auto, eye autofocus button. Um, yep. and, and you don't have to be very close at all. Like you can be pretty far away from the scene and even if it's going to lock somebody's eyes, the problem is, is that there's, it doesn't know which set of eyes usually to lock on. And I, and I just said that, um, you know, it's, it's usually, I think it's supposed to lock on to the eyes that are closest to the autofocus point, I think. But sometimes I feel like it has a mind of its own in terms of what set of eyeballs it chooses to lock on 
when you're far away from a scene and there's multiple people in that scene. Um, yeah. So, uh, good question. And his, and his second, his second part of the question is, um, it, it's, it doesn't really apply that way. Cause you can set, you can have the camera set for the movable focus point and then just use that button for eye tracking. And then when you hit that button, it goes to eye tracking. And then we release that button. It goes back to your focus setting. And also at any given point, if you have a setup to do this, you can just touch the screen and move the focus point around. And I have that set up to be the left side of the screen mostly because I use my I use my left eye when, when I shoot. So my hands kind of wiggle around and through the viewfinder that 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 point is moving as fast as my thumb is like on a trackpad. And then you can you just cancel that by hitting the uh, jog dial in the center and then cancels it. Hey, I've got a question for you Jimmy. Uh one other yeah. thing that's a con for me with this camera um what have you noticed about uh, first of all does the back of the screen have a touch screen on yours a little but it's not like it's not like my d5 but right. it's um like i can't go through the menu but uh when i hit play um i can i can double tap and it zooms in and i can do stuff like that and i can, can if i double tap if i move around does it yeah it moves the image around like you would like an iphone mm-hmm. but it doesn't cycle like next photo next photo does it let's see let's find out um, let's find out. I forget. I forget if it does that or not. Uh, no, it does not. I can't like swipe left and right and go through each photo. I gotta okay. use the jog dial or the. Circle what do dial. you do? You notice anything about that that when you're doing that, in particular? I don't really use it much. Okay. I don't use I don't use the the movable thing. Focus. Do you on your I D5? haven't yet. On my D five, uh, fire, fire somewhere. It's a fire. So uh, on my D5, yeah, fire, watch out. Okay. Oh, that was hilarious. You guys could see that listening. Um, so on my D5, yeah, I use that touchscreen. I hit play, and, and you can scrub along the bottom, and it goes like 10 or 20 images. And then you just swipe next, and yeah, I use it quite often. So uh, the D5 has a great Here's thing. why I ask, because I think that the touchscreen function on the Sony cameras is terrible compared to like the D5. Yeah, um, it is I like know. the D5s is like amazing. It's like super fast. It's super responsive. Mm-hmm. You just slide, swipe. It's like an iPhone, and the touchscreen on these Sony cameras, um, I am not impressed with at all. Like it's super slow. Like it kind of works. It kind of doesn't. You have to wait for it. Um, so I've that's something that it's just. But I don't really care. You know that's why I've never really brought it up before. But like um, I'm not. It's not, it's not, not a impressed big deal. Yeah, it. I don't. Um, I don't know, even on the D5, the touchscreen is for like you can use it in the menu, you can use it here and there, but it's it's mostly for just playback. Right. It doesn't have that focus thing. Yep. Um. Okay, so could you go? Okay, so Mads asked, could you go into whether you'd go for some of the new Sigma lenses? Um. Yes, I have. A, I still have a 135 Sigma E mount on order. Um. Uh, so, you know, but I was kind of debating maybe not getting that. <laughs> Uh, but I still, I think it'll, I'm going to leave it on. I'm going to leave it on. I, f- I still want my 135. I want it in situations. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to get that and sell the Nikon one. Um, okay. And, but yeah, the Sigma ones lenses are, are supposed to be great. But I actually would probably like if Sony had a 135 1.8, for example, I would probably go with with the Sony lens. I, like, especially if it was like one of these Zeiss lenses. I'm, you know, I can't really. There, all these lenses are amazing now. The Sigma Art lenses are amazing. The Sony Zeiss lenses are amazing. The Nikon glass is amazing too. Like, like all the good, the good stuff is is good. You know, when you're paying for it, you usually get what you pay for. 
Um, but yeah, the Sigma art lenses are amazing. So yeah, of course I would. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm glad that they, they have those emails coming too. Um, cause that really helps in some of the situations where there were some missing lenses here and there and Sony's. Right. Um, and perhaps help me decide if the 55 is just too good to replace with a Sigma brick. Um, yeah, I don't know that cause I don't have the 55. Uh, you can't, yeah, we can't, that's a hard question to ask yeah, because unless you shoot it, you know, so. yeah. Um, and again, you can always get that mount, and, and it will work. It, it, information is transferred when you're when you're in Lightroom or any program. You can see what lens you use, what aperture. It talks to the camera well. Um, it's just you know there's just that inch of 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 another. It's something else in between the lens and the mount, and naturally things are going to get slowed down. That's just the nature of it. Um, but depends how you shoot. Some people are you know kind of a little more in control, and they're okay with not having the lightning fast autofocus because it's just the way they are so that's a hard question to ask mm-hmm. or answer um mads asks, do you find huh. it too small i have fairly large hands i'm considering um a base plate to bulk it out um and uh, well we talked about that with the grip get the yeah, grip yeah so i actually um so what he's saying is is i kind of agree because i i like i'm fine with the feel of this right but i will say look at my you guys are on video here but see my pinky here that it doesn't i have to constantly think about my pinky and then that base plate he's saying um they have these little base plate things or sometimes you know they just add a little bulk like maybe like a half inch of bulk i would actually prefer one of those to the battery grip just because of this little pinky situation so yes um mads the if you have uh, large hands that is a little bit small i'm just kind of dealing with it because it's not the end of the world but i think the base plate is a good idea um if, if that's something you're concerned about um, and, and Sony makes a little thing that goes there. That's just for that exact they reason. Do. Yep, little a little. They thing. probably just should have made the body a little bit bigger when they made the camera. But hey, that's okay. I think so yeah, <laughs> they yeah. wanted to sell a little extra, a little extra thing, a little extra money in the pocket. You know, <laughs> um, the electronic first right. curtain shutter. Um, he's worried about banding. Um, There's that mode, Andy. The uh, what's it called? Flicker reduction, something or other. Yeah. Uh, you got to have the front, sh- you can't go silent shooting with it. And I haven't tested it out yet. I haven't been in a situation with LEDs pulsing or, or, or fluorescent lighting pulsing where you need to, uh, watch that kind of banding. Um, so I can't, I can't answer that. I don't know, but it has a mode to do that. It has that yep. flicker. It's called something. What the hell is it called? Uh, it's called like flicker, flicker mode. reduction or something. Reduction. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't either. I have been in situations where that's happened, but I just haven't. It's been. It was too intense. It was too. It was too crazy for me to think about switching into different modes. So I was like, oh, I'll try it some other time. But I was in a situation right. where the lights were doing that. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just you know do deal take take a lot of shots and use the good ones. Deal with it later. Um, <laughs> uh, the what was I going to say though? Oh, you know that. I, I really don't – as far as, like, the silent shooting goes, I've never really shot that because I am – because it, it has too many disadvantages, you know, to, like, f- be flipping into that mode. Um, so I always have the mechanical shutter going. I know that you said that's something you really liked and you wanted it to be silent oh, shooting. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, now Convince me. Why do I want to shoot that? Okay. Well, it's, it's twofold. Sometimes um, – Oh, for example, when I was playing with this camera, I'm at, I'm at a bar, which is down the street, and it's a restaurant, too. And we're hanging out with friends, and I'm kind of playing around with it. And I'm like – and my one friend, he's just sitting there smiling like this. Like, like, and I'm like, I just took a whole bunch of pictures. You had no idea. And he said 
uh, he's like, oh, sometimes it's nice to hear that click of a shutter because so, you know a photo is taken. You can ham it up a little bit and be aware that a photo is taken. I totally agree with that. That's exactly – that's a great point. Sometimes, especially when girls are having fun and during prep and the champagne glasses are clicking, they, they want to be – you want that the confirmation that it's being captured with the click of the shutter. However, uh, during ceremony – uh, it's great. It, and I was outside and it was still great to this past weekend to not have the shutter um, make a sound or when you just want to or you're shooting a little kid. Let's say it's just I have one of my buttons set up. We should talk about that, like what our custom buttons are. I have the C2 set up to go boom and I click the any dial, the front, the rear, the, the jog dial in the back and I'll just switch to silent on or off. And then so it's super fast. I don't have to use my left hand at all. And then I can just go to that mode. And now I'm taking pictures and no one even knows. And that's kind of cool because sometimes you hear that click of the shutter. How many times does this happen? You're taking a picture of a little kid doing something cute. And then the mom sees you doing this and the, the mom goes, oh, oh, smile for the camera, honey. And you're just like, you, seriously, I, you just ruined an award-winning fearless shot on me now. Because you're, <laughs> you're ruining the moment. Just let everything be. Oh, but that is so that true. Person wouldn't, yeah, I've been there. And that mom wouldn't do that if, the, if she didn't hear that click of the shutter because you wouldn't even know you're there. So or or, or, the, or the mom like grabs the child and gets it gets her you know the child out of the way, but oh. the child is actually making the shot. Right, right. So Jimmy, is that a I can set up a one click, um thing? So it's just like not a bang. one click. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a you can go into the. It might be something we should do off air because we'll, yeah yeah quite okay, specific. But, but so yeah. but it's not it's but, not yeah. a one click thing. I can't just click the button and go into. It's not the, a one click. Okay. It's, yeah. No. Well, um. I don't think so. You can do the whole, the memory hold thing. You can hold down a button and then shoot, which is typically what C three would be used for. Or right, you, you could do. You could probably set it up on one of the one on the one of the custom buttons, possibly. Yeah, definitely custom button. But if yeah. I have I have C three set, which is off the left hand side, when I hold that down, I have that set to be no matter what mode I'm in and the camera, it goes aperture priority, um, and at the lowest aperture and uh, auto ISO with mm. flash off. Mm-hmm. So I'd hold that. It goes to that mode. I can take pictures and go back to wherever I was. Okay. So yeah. I think we're going to – All right. We'll unless we have any other last thoughts on the Sony mirrorless stuff, um, I want to end with what what Neil's thinking. But, uh, but okay. before we do that, is there anything else uh, that we wanted to, to mention there? Because I think we got through most of the listener questions. or the we did. One, and then um, we're going to get into a, a, some, a one, one last question that Genevieve has. But any other Sony's thoughts before we uh, – because here where Neil – what Neil's thinking at this yeah. point? Yeah, my mind hasn't changed at all. Uh, that was yeah. very informative, guys. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, uh, I was before the show. I was leaning towards the A7 III, uh, what what Jimmy has, and and um, I, I just don't think it's it's worth the extra megapixels, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't recall the last time one of my clients ordered a a, a forty by sixty print. Um, yeah, so. Uh, th- those megapixels really don't mean, mean much, unless you unless you really really want to go into like cropping um, some of your image, like what you have mentioned uh, in the past, Andy, of of what you've done um, into like some really heavy cropping. But other than that, you know, I'm uh, I, th- I think that's the route I'm going to go. Yeah, I think uh, Neil, for you. You know, you, you you can't rent it. You're not going to get it's. You're wasting money renting the camera. Oh, you might absolutely. Just, yeah. yeah. You might as well just buy it, and then at the end of the season, if you don't like it, you're like, you know what? I like it. I I, I found myself, and I might be there. I don't know. Um, that it's just not my thing. Then you put it back on eBay. You sell it, and you you might like. Right now, I don't even know how I have this thing. This camera's so hot. Everyone's sold out. B Nation doesn't have it. Amazon 
It's sold mm-hmm. out. Uh, Adorama, everyone doesn't have this camera. I just got lucky for you – know, I waited like a month for it, but – Especially um, at the price point that it's at, it's two thousand. Yeah, exactly. Bucks. You know, yeah. If, if it was if if they're all like at the A nine price range, like a four thousand dollars, or 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 like the Nikon D five of like what what's that now, like six thousand dollars or something. Five hundred. You know what I mean? So if yeah, that you, I'd, I'd really have to really do a lot more research and possibly rent it. But for two thousand bucks, like you said, pretty much wasting your money doing that. Yeah. That D five was this my single most. Uh, highest purchase ever did on anything outside like a car or or jewelry or anything that's just like you know that thing was so expensive um but it's great i'll never i'll never get rid of it it's a great camera you know Mm -hmm. when i when i go off and do headshots i'm not i don't think i'm gonna bring the the sony there's no need for that i can be fine with just a mirrored camera yeah but good to know good to know yeah okay so uh we've got one last question um and it's from uh, Genevieve, and it's not a Sony mirrorless question, uh, but it's gear-related. If there's time, and there is, it's actually perfect. Uh, to end the end the episode with just uh, something else that's not a Sony mirrorless uh, conversation. We can't understand anything you're saying, Andy. <laughs> you got to unplug that thing. Oh, come on. Really? Same thing? So here, here's yeah. so yeah. podcast listeners, you can hear me just fine. Um, let me just, I'm just going to unplug this for them. And okay, now they can probably hear me a little bit, but I'm going to plug it have, back in. Like every mark. single day at the same time, every time. And now you guys probably hear me better? No? Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. Fine, oh, yeah. yeah. So some, something just got, gets kicked out there and, you know, whatever. But this is, all, this is all real. I don't edit this out. The wedding photo hangover, guys, they edited it out. I just leave it in, baby. You know what I mean? Make my <laughs> life easier. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh... Genevieve. So Genevieve says, Genevieve, this is great. Perfect timing because it's nice and on a non-Sony question. Uh, she says, uh, uh, it's a gear-related question. Um, after last week's Prime versus Zoom episode, fantastic, by the way, can you gents talk about how you carry your gear at weddings? Do oh, you have question. a roller bag? Um, keep most of it in the car or just carry what you need? Then what do you do if um, you're somewhere that your car isn't easily accessible? I have a backpack now, but it isn't very professional looking. I'm looking for options. That's a great question. Yeah, great it question. is. Why don't yeah. we just go around the table with this one? Um, why don't we hear from Neil first? Because we've done so much talking this episode. <laughs> yes, we have. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we keep everything in the in the trunk of our car. We do carry a rolling a roller bag. Um and we bring the rolling bag if if the car isn't really close by or accessible, or if there's um, if if there's going to be a lot of shooting like inside the brides uh, where wherever the bride is getting ready. But if but we also carry a, um, a leather carry bag, like a smaller carrying bag. Um, so if we have to run and jump into the you know where the groom is getting ready, I know I'm only going to need two lenses and possibly just a flash. We'll just throw throw those little items inside that carrying bag, and off we go. Um, but yeah, if, if we're going inside of a park or you know far away from the car, we'll bring that rolling bag because hey, it's on wheels, so it's, it is very very easy to kind of roll around unless you're unless you're you're in a beach. Uh, don't carry, don't bring a rolling bag on a beach because um, mm-hmm. it's you're you're just going to end up carrying the whole thing. So that's why I never bring it on destination weddings uh, because there's usually always a beach involved uh, of destination stuff, um, and that's when I do. That's actually when I do bring um, a backpack. Um, I, I always bring a backpack for the uh, destination stuff. So, um, so yeah, des- um, backpacks aren't all that professional because they get the job done. And 
Um, so, you know, they make, they make them look pretty cool nowadays. So don't be ashamed of, of bringing a backpack because I do it too. And, uh, so that's, that's, that's how we, that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Good. Um, I do, I don't know if it's a, like an, I do an over the shoulder bag, like on a wedding day. So I have a, I do the moneymaker. So I've got the two camera bodies and then I do one over the shoulder bag. That's just a big bag with extra lenses that I need and all sorts of things in there that are too much to get into. But I have, you know, an over the shoulder bag and then I have a smaller bag of things that I hopefully never need, but ha- but just in case sit, does wow. sit in my car. Um, nine times out of ten, I'm close enough to wherever I am that that I would I would have my you know second shooter run back out to the car or whatever if if it was an emergency and we needed some of that stuff. But I do have a second bag with like a third camera body, um, you know, like extra flashes just in case, just like extras if 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 um if my original and backup right because I always have at least one backup of stuff with me. But this is like a third scenario backup. You know what I mean? Like there's like things that I, I should never need. But just in case I've got that extra bag in the car with an extra camera body, an extra, you know, lens and things to get through the day if it needed needed to happen. But I but I don't want that weight with me, you know, when I'm when I'm running around on a wedding day. So so I just have one over the shoulder bag, um, the 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 two cameras on me. And then my my lighting setup has gotten to be that I only bring one light stand and one um, on camera or one off camera flash with me. And it's just you know, a light that sits on top with a mag mod. I don't even do an umbrella anymore. I used to do umbrellas for like family photos, but these, the mag mod things that the one where it spreads the light around, you get, um, so much coverage out of that thing, um, that it's like so close to what, uh, to like what an umbrella would be. And it's just, it's so much smaller to like walk around with during the day. So I, I, and usually I have, um, you know, if it's, if I have a second shooter, usually they, I have a, my second shooters that I have also help me. They also assist during the day. So usually they're kind of, I'm um, carrying that throughout the day, but it's just one light and one light, but that's pretty much what I got going on. And if it's a gazeman shoot, same deal, except I just have a smaller bag on me and a smaller and the other bag in the car. Just, I still keep, how about you, Jimmy? Um, good. Uh, well, I've been through many bags over the years and now, uh, when we go to a wedding, it's unfortunately a lot of crap we're bringing. So one bag is stands and, uh, cause we like to have, I, we both like to have two flashes off camera, if not three. So I bring three stands. I also, in that bag, I also have little mounts that in case I can, if I can mount the flash off of the DJ stuff or a light somewhere, way better than having a stand. And I prefer to do that, but sometimes it's not you know, ideally as high as that you can get a stand to go in that bag also is, um, like I said, the umbrella, I have a monopod that I use for when our videographers with us, or when I use that too, for group photos, it's so nice just to plant that monopod down cameras there, all the weights off. Even if it is this little Sony, uh, it's I, I find myself concentrating a little more with the monopod that lives in there. And then other random stuff like, uh, some, random flash stuff so that's one big bag then we have a bag for flashes we bring six with us they have the, the six uh, uh speed lights in there and then uh two commanders our extra batteries for our cameras are in there because we're not going to need that until reception time anyway if that's the case um i am now with the uh, godox battery so they have their own lithium battery in it i don't need to bring double a's for any reason um well except for the commanders but that's easy and then in there is like random other stuff too. So those two bags live in the car until we get to the reception. And then our bags are our backpacks. There's, there's no 
reason to think that a backpack's not professional. Of course, it's all beat up and scratchy and it just has like stickers on it like you're a skateboarder. Yeah, maybe not. But if it's a <laughs> if it's a Tamarack or anything professional, it's great. I have the old Tamarack ones. We have two medium-sized Tamaracks, and the newer ones stink. They have it, they're really floppy, and they they feel like they're not going to protect anything. And I don't like the way the front pocket works. Is the older ones are so much better, and uh, I'm I'm upset that they've changed their design. Yeah, but you I, still get them. I used them. to use those Tamarack bags too. The older ones, yeah. they're great. We have I have yeah. many. Yeah. We have two medium ones. I have a, a large one. I don't use anymore. The zipper broke, so it's just kind of there. And then we have that small one, and uh, and I I win stuff along the uh, over the years. So I have other random bags here and there. But I like the idea of the backpack. Um, it frees up your hands. Um, if we're gonna go out uh, and our gear is inside somewhere, then if I remember to bring that little, I don't know what it's called. It's like a really thin, black, like stretchy, like shoulder bag. It's meant oh, for yeah. Uh, yeah, for I've got one camera. of those too. Yep, I, I had that for a while. And for I, lenses. Yeah. Shoot sack. Yeah. I forget to bring it all the time. And um, shoot sack. Thank you. Uh, that's good to bring. So you can throw a couple lenses in there. And it, the unfortunate thing is you always got to wear it. You can't really put it down anywhere because it doesn't lay down well. But um, that's how I work. So just, you know, going back to our question, I don't, you know, if you don't need it, in the place you're going into, then yeah, you can leave it in the car. But I wouldn't leave things in the car that you that you think you might need. Like uh, like if you're by yourself, I wouldn't leave a spare camera in the car. I wouldn't leave uh, flashes in the car if you think you're going to need them inside. Just throw it in the bag. You know, it's always good to have a bag bigger with extra space in there. I like than to it kind of think of it as like a free prize. You know what I mean? Um, so I just like leave the leave the camera in there, and if if somebody's smart enough to like go in my car and open the car door. It's like a free prize, you know, like, like, hey, you won today. There's an old, my old D750, you know what I mean? And, and uh, maybe you get, maybe you get my 58, 50 millimeter 1.8 free of charge. There it is. Just find, just find my car on a wedding day. Look for the, look for the modded Jeep in Buffalo, New York. There you go. All right. Uh, well, I think we covered it. <laughs> I don't know. A good episode. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for for jumping on to whatever episode number this is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, where can people find you, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara? It is jamesferrara.com or the at jferrarafoto. That's it. And Mr. Urban? Uh, neilurban.com, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. And follow me on the Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff just by... Just by typing in my name. That's it. And my name is Andy Buscemi. Last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Uh, follow follow me that way. And uh, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe, and also join us in the Facebook group of Wedding mm-hmm. Photographers Unite. Join us in there, and um, we prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Thanks for listening in, everybody, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Wedding Photographers. Unite.